Hey, all you beautiful souls, and welcome to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. My name is Shalane Carter. I'm your host. I'm also a personal trainer, yoga teacher, meditation guide, and spiritual leader. This podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wellness, yoga, and spirituality, and really learning to break through limitations and open yourself and your spirit up to receiving all the abundance the universe has to offer. Each week, along with myself and many other awesome guests, you'll begin to expand your knowledge and insight on how to level up and step into your highest self. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. I am so honored and thrilled to be sitting here with my good friend and amazing energy healer, Brooke Welsh. She is not only an energy healer, but she's also a holistic life coach a breathwork and meditation facilitator, and the creator of Be Well Balanced Energy Healing Course, which is all teaching you how to utilize your own energy to heal yourself and facilitate the healing of others. So thank you so, so much, Brooke, for hopping on here with us today. Of course. Thanks for having me. So Brooke and I, um, I found her, Brooke, was it like two years ago, I think? Yes like ish and I um I she was recommended by some friends for I was looking at this point I had been kind of on my journey of like doing some energy healing and doing some um like spiritual work on myself and I was like you know what I had gone to other modalities for healing work um but nobody resonated and I really felt the shift quite like when I went and saw Brooke and the funny part is like we we joke about it now and have talked about it afterwards that she's like I didn't even know if you were really like receptive <laughs> to it <laughs> I was like I'm just letting you do your thing I don't want to be like I don't want to interrupt your channeling or well, whatever yeah <laughs> you were just so she was so quiet and so I was like okay I'm never gonna see her again <laughs> and I was like I love you <laughs> It was the next week. It was like everybody that came in was like, oh, Shalane referred me. Shalane referred me. I was like, oh, she did like me. You're like, well, that's weird. She has a weird way of showing it. I was just, I was very reverent. Okay. Um, but as we've become friends, like her journey has been really interesting. Um, do you want to share a little bit about how you kind of came into this discovery of kind of who you are just as a person and as a healer and how this became literally like your full-time job. You don't have any, this is not a side hustle and she is really killing it, not only in the like financial realm, but also in when I talk to so many people in our community, they are very well aware of who she is. So her influence and her, um, her strength really reverberates the entire local community at least um and i know i have i've i've sent somebody to her from out of state too so it's clearly her reach is there because her healing and her her divine power that she's really tapped into is there so Brooke, do you want to like explain to everybody kind of what your journey looked like yes thank you for saying all those things you gave me chills that was so nice um yeah so um just starting off childhood um i've always had certain gifts that i was aware of as far as like channeling and seeing spirits um, it wasn't always welcomed in my family. Um, so like my mom would always tell me to pray it away that it was the devil, which scared me. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people, when they first think of like energy healing, it does seem very, um, not in alignment with what society deems as like good or righteous. Right. 
And my mom, bless her heart, because she was not trying to be mean to me. I just don't think she knew. How do you tell your child that's four or five? Like, I don't know what you're seeing, right? right. She didn't see anything. Um, then as I got older, I started being able to feel. So I'm an extreme empath. So I could feel what adults were feeling without knowing why. In fifth grade, I told my teacher she was pregnant and she didn't know yet. Um, <laughs> she was like, listen, girl. Yeah. You know what I've been doing on the weekends. <laughs> right. And no, seriously. And so she called my mom and that was the thing. It got to the point where my mom was very much like, hey, maybe don't talk in front of adults. Maybe don't tell them what you're feeling because she would get embarrassed just because she didn't know how to explain it to people. Right. Um, so I learned early to kind of shut it down. <laughs> and I do think that that made me, so as I grew up, let's say junior high, high school, I was actually fairly mean. And I think I was mean as a protective measure to protect my own energy. Mm. Um, if, if I could push people away, I didn't have to feel what they were going through. Yeah. Well, and then you're like, okay, I'm doing what I'm supposed to. I'm, following what my mom says, and in that era of your life, you so want to just be accepted. Exactly, and I did. So I, I think I would call or call myself the mean girl in high school, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I think would surprise some of my clients now. But um, then as I got a little bit older in college, um, that's when my real awakening happened. Um, I was 20 or 21, and I was seeing basically a ghost that I couldn't get to go away. And I had um, seen them before, and then I, I had finally stepped into my own power where I could say, if you're not here for my highest good, please leave, and they would. Mm. Um, this one wouldn't. <laughs> He's like, I'm here for your highest good, yo, so I'm staying. Basically, yes, yes. Um, and so I, I was talking to a girl at work, and to be honest with you, I was borderline suicidal because I was scared. I didn't know who to talk to. I wasn't sure if I was schizophrenic. Well, and um, again, it's something that's not heavily talked about. It's not... Especially, I mean, I feel like now, if you look online and just kind of with the um, explosion of like Instagram, the availability of, I mean, even the things like the memes that are like positivity and like think good thoughts and all of those things, like that was not around at that time. No. So it, it yeah. is very, like you feel very sheltered and like alone in that space of like, I, this doesn't feel wrong, but it seems like it looks wrong to everybody else. Right. And this, yeah, this was about 11 years ago. So um, finally, my friend told me, um, go see this lady. She is an energy healer. I didn't even know what that was, but she was like, she can help you. Um, and my friend was kind of already into this realm. And she was like, I think you have gifts that you're seeing as a downfall, but they're gifts. And I was like, really taken back and happy that she told me that. So I went to this lady. <laughs> and like, you. you don't think I'm crazy. <laughs> it was like, I'm so glad and so grateful that she was in my life in that moment because she really saved me. So I went to this lady and she was like, oh, this is one of your spirit guides. So we all have guides. If you ever do a session with me, I'll go over that with you. <laughs> um, but she was like, this is one of your spirit guides revealing herself to you to, to guide you to your life purpose. And um, that'll stop, sorry. Um, to guide you to your life purpose. And as soon as you get to where you're supposed to go, she'll leave. And she told me her name was Anne. Anne is my middle name and it's a family name. So I was like, okay, well, maybe mm -hmm. she's right but I still thought she was crazy. Um, <laughs> then she asked me, I'm seeing people like, <laughs> yeah, well, and then she asked me questions about my life. She was like, do you see colors around people, which are the auras I've always seen. I just didn't have a word for the name or for what I was seeing mm. name for the word. Um, so she asked me about the auras I was seeing. She asked me about ear ringing and certain things I would hear. And she was like, sweetie, like you're gifted. If you want to train in this, I can help you. Ah, 
and I'm so glad, so I'm forever grateful. Her name is Christine Contanini. She was an energy healer in Las Vegas. Now she doesn't work anymore. Um, but so I left that day. The ghost was gone. Um, so I called her back, and I was like, okay, you know what? I do want to see what you have to teach me. <laughs> like, because clearly, like, she's been your guide and had been pushing you to, like, you are <laughs> – so much more powerful so much like you're not crazy you're not crazy like yeah. but how else do they show you except for in the ways that they that they know reach you you're they will shake you still, to get you to wake up yes. yeah especially because i ignored i believe like in small nudges and then large ones i had many hits before that like i was being shown a lot of things or hearing a lot of things i was just ignoring them so it took this big thing to kind of get me to wake up well and i think too in today's society we're so programmed to ignore the subtle Mm -hmm. like the ear ringing, like, um, like, you know, the full body chills as like, oh, that's a coincidence or, oh, that's, you know, the serendipitous or deja vu, like all of those, all of those eerie kind of like gut feelings are really like signs from higher, you know, higher beings, the divine God source, whatever you'd like to call it of like nudging you in that direction. But we're not, we're not aware that that's what those are like we've right. been programmed to think that those are nothing exactly so yeah i learned from there um i was in school for hospitality management which for an empath was probably the worst <laughs> <laughs> um thing i could do um so i switched my major to kinesiology to learn a little bit about the, the body so my background is in kinesiology um which has helped in my energy healing mm -hmm. because i just learned basically the core meridian lines and muscles that we need to target and when you're holding energy so that's helped me um, a little bit fast forwarding. So that's when I got into energy healing. I was not still then, cause that was 11 years ago, who I am today. I had a lot of growing to do. So I was training under Christine and then I was just kind of trying to find myself. So I was floating through life. Um, I met a man and I met a man at a very low point in my life. And I know now that's probably not the ideal time to meet someone. I do think you can, <laughs> Heal through love. You learn, you know, yeah. <laughs> life is lessons. Yes. Um, and then I had, and I'm so, so grateful. Um, I have a almost five-year-old now. So I had a child with this man and it was the most trying time in my life for a good reason though. I do really believe relationships are for growth. Not necessarily. Yes. Not ne my son's here. Sorry. Not necessarily <laughs> just to find Somebody didn't make you happy. Um, so yeah, so I had to, I learned a lot through that person. That person was a huge mirror for me and how I was treating myself. Um, and that really helped me grow and, and really dive into my own healing work. So I, I love that you say that too, because I think people think when they're like, oh, I'm going to an energy healer or a Reiki master or any of these people who facilitate in alternative medicine, that they are healed, that they walk around and they don't experience life in the same way. But, um, and I know you and I have talked about this, but like you, just like everybody else have your own, your own energy to heal and to cleanse. And that, you know, you're, we're, we're on this constant evolution that once you've cleared one area of your life, another lesson presents itself. So that way you're able to really level up and step into like, the best version of you, your highest self. And that goes for you too. Like, yeah. um, do you, when, 
when you're doing some of this like healing work, even on others and on yourself, how, um, because you're so empathic to how other people feel, um, I think so many of people will value this so much. You again, absorb some of their energy. Absolutely. Um, how do you kind of maintain your own energy? So a lot of ways. So first, before I work with anybody, I pray. Um, so I say a cleansing prayer to protect my energy, to protect their energy. And I ask my guides to use me as a clear channel for them. So it also removes some of my conscious brain from their session, mm -hmm. which I think is very important because they're not there to hear what Brooke Welch wants to say to them. <laughs> right. They're there to connect with their higher self and their guides. So the best way to do that is for me to kind of get out of the way. Um, sorry, go ahead. So, so explain to people what the difference is between like when you're asking for that channel and your, um, your ego is your ego is your conscious brain, your thinking brain. Yes. Explain to them the difference of the two of, of living out of, um, your Brooke Welch, like your spirit channeling other, uh, spirits versus Brooke Welch, your ego. Um, I think ego is a lot. I'm grateful for ego because it's what teaches us and protects us. But ego is really a lot of protection, what we learn, our learned behavior um, from our parents so and families and our upbringing. So that's not going to help. Grayson, I need you to please let me finish. Um, so ego, Grayson, go over there. Okay. So ego is protection. Um, I feel like my higher self is the best version of us. We all have a higher self. We all have a greater version or a connected version to the spirit realm. realm. So I let that come in to really channel what people want, not what I need to tell them to make me feel good or look good or to feel protected. Okay. So yeah, that, to make, that makes total sense because I think for the most part, most people are not aware of, um, and I think this is part of the like miraculous thing about meditation is you're able to observe that you're, you're thinking and to actually control like the, okay, I, I want to stop, you know, the thought uh, flow of just kind of those natural loops that happen, whether it's work, family, your to-do list, all of those things. And the fact that people don't realize is that you can observe that you're thinking without judgment, like that is your spirit or your subconscious uh, brain that yes. it just lives all the time. So you're using that which is not influenced by thought or by your preconditioning to heal them. So exactly. the most like divine part of you is basically what's facilitating that healing. Absolutely, yes. Um, I also think, sorry, in our society, we're, we're very taught to react. So it's basically, it's thought without reaction. Mm, yes. Oh, I feel like we could do a whole podcast on just, <laughs> on just yeah. that. I'm like, oh. Yeah. But I don't want to deter. I like I like hearing about your um, your process. So when you start, so you begin by praying to get the Brooke Welsh uh, conscious thinking brain kind of out of the way and just allowing your divine to flow. And then yes. what do you do? Um, so I also do this thing. I don't do it in front of any of my clients. They'd probably think I looked a little silly, but it's called the Celtic Weave. And so what it does is it's a stretch or movement, and you can look it up on Google or YouTube. But it protects your aura. It puts a protective layer of light around your aura and that helps me for the body stuff so like if somebody has shoulder pain and i'm trying to help them navigate why this is in their body 
I will feel the shoulder pain, but this helps me get it out of my body. So they leave and I'm not still stuck with the shoulder pain. Yes. So, which a lot of my work that I talk about, like is your tissues and your muscles actually hold a lot of your energy. So when you're saying like, you literally begin to feel their and your body, because it's just the most, you know, divine part, like there's no judgment out of the way, your body begins to assimilate some of their energetic holdings. Yes. Which is why you feel kind of what they feel. That's your empathic nature. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, so I do that. And then then I, I bring them in the room <laughs> and I go. Um, like, Let's do this. <laughs> I do do cleansing after my work, though. Um, so the cleansing that's involved afterwards is um, I do cleansing bath, so Epsom salts, mm-hmm. um, twenty-five minutes soaks at a time. That's really good if anybody's ever in a crowd and they just feel like they're or, like they're they're absorbing a lot of people's energy. Epsom salt baths are king in that factor. Um, I do like physical workouts, so yoga or cardio is very good for releasing people's energy off of you. Um, I love that. Say yeah. that. <laughs> um, and then I also, after each client, I um, wash my hands with cold water. That is kind of like my signal to my body that the healing's done. I can come back in. Is that something that you've just realized works for you? Or is that something you've been taught? Or is that you intuitively listening like, okay, that felt like I'm done. I'm cleansed. Moving forward. Um, you know, I can't remember. I would like to say, I think I might have been taught that in a Reiki training. Mm. at some point <laughs> um, because it's a very common Reiki practice too. Like when you're done with Reiki to cleanse cold water specific. Why cold water? Um, I think it's a shock to the system. <laughs> like it's yeah. not room temperature. It's not warm. It kind of knocks us back into our body. It grounds us. Well, and in, so in Ayurvedic practices, so if you're not familiar with yoga or anything deeper than that, so Ayurveda is the kind of sister science to yoga, but it's actually how to care for your body. And one of the first things they, and they teach this in Kundalini yoga too, first thing in the morning is to actually dry brush and then hop in a cold shower. Yes. So I, um, I believe the, I don't quote me cause I'm not hundred percent positive, but, um, it helps like cleanse the energetic meridians of the yes. body. Um, and kind of move that out. It's kind of like when you wring out a towel is kind of what the cold water does. Yes. Um, and you also do something which I thought was really interesting my first time, um, because as somebody who I've always, uh, let's see, as I've always thought of myself as a touchy person, and then I went through a period of my life where I was not, and um, a lot of that had to do with just energetic blocks and stuff, but as I've cleared them, I'm like, I, I'm like, I, I'm a hugger. I'm a, I'm a toucher. I'm like a butt slapper. I'm like, <laughs> I'm probably like too much for some people. And I'm like, come here, let me just touch you. But she, you hug for eight seconds at the end. Yes. Why is that? So actually 20 seconds in walking life releases endorphins and the love hormones that we want. Mm. Uh, but I found after a healing session, we're so open that eight seconds does the trick. Oh, and I also feel like I learned over time, once you've been all up in somebody's energy for an hour, they usually want to hug you anyways. Um, And I'm a toucher too. So I just kind of want to put my heart. So I hug heart to heart on the right side. And I just want my heart to fill their heart just to conclude and feel good. (laughs) Well, and there's so much research too on the um, electromagnetic field of the heart. And it is, I want to say it's like, it's something crazy, like 170,000 times more like gives more gives off more energetic power than the brain 
don't quote me on the numbers because I can't remember, but it was like, it's like an astronomical jump. Um, I think because we're such a, a society of like numbers and logic that the brain you would automatically think is so powerful, but really the amount of power um, comes from the heart. It absolutely, yeah, it comes through your heart center. Um, so when you're doing um, energy healing, what would what would you say is kind of the most common imbalances that you're finding? Uh, I, I think because we are in a day and age of so much technology availability, um, and I also think all of those frequencies that are given off of like, you know, your Wi-Fi router and your TV, and now we have blue light blockers and you're on your computer and your phone, you're constantly inundated with so many other wavelengths. Yes. So when she speaks of energy, she literally speaks of like wavelengths and frequencies. And what I think what's happened is there's been a huge shift in different imbalances um, and a lot of them are becoming a lot more common because of the foods that we eat are more sedentary lifestyles, you know, la- laptop lifestyle is like, you know, hashtag goals for everybody <laughs> like these days. Um, what would you say is the most common imbalances that you're finding among people? I actually see so many. Um, so I'll just go over a few. Um, but anxiety is huge. Um, and that does have to do with our fast-paced lifestyle. Go, go, go. Um, and a lot of us are conditioned to be people pleasers. So not only are we go, go, going because we have to, but then we don't say no to anything even when it doesn't serve us or if we, we need a rest. So I see a lot of anxiety, which usually stems from the root chakra. So I do a lot of grounding practices. Um, I also see a lot of um, leaky gut or stomach issues. Yes. Um, so the microbiome is something I teach. Um, a healthy microbiome is basically a good balance between uh, the good and the bad gut bacteria. Um, and that affects your brain health as well. So many people are depressed and it's just because of what's going on in the stomach. Well, and they say the stomach is your second brain. Like there's so much like hormonal um, activity in that area that really gets bypassed. I think, you know, you think hormones and you think like thyroid. Yes. But really like there's so many other glands within the body that produce hormones and a lot of it has to do with the stomach. Absolutely. So I do. So that is also, if we're talking chakras, that's going to be our sacral and solar plexus chakra. Um, so I also, which are the second and third if people, yeah. so the root is kind of your pelvic floor. Um, so like for women, if you do Kegels, that's what she's talking about when she says like anxiety, it's in that energy center right there is where all of those imbalances are housed. And then the second chakra is um, between your belly button and um, your like pubic bone is your sacral chakra is your second one. And then your third one is right under your rib cage and that's your solar plexus. Yes. So I just Um, want to make sure like anatomically you like, so people understand. That's great. I enjoy that. Um, Also, then I see a lot of um, heart chakra issues. So that's issues dealing with love. Heart chakra is literally on your chest and your heart center. Um, and that's people who have either shut love out completely or they overgive in love. So they feel drained and resentful. Mm. Um, I do a lot of help with that. Um, and then finally, probably some of the closed off mindsets. So a lot of us are very conditioned at what we've learned, um, from our families, parents, upbringing, all of that. And so that all is housed in third eye. People don't remember how to feel. So I really try to teach, instead of critical thinking, which we're taught in school, I try to teach critical feeling. Oh, I love that. 
Like, listen, you should use that as like a hashtag, okay? That's literally the basis of like my work and my healing. And that's like my program for teaching students is what I'm trying to teach them is teach the world critical feeling. We'll <laughs> be better off. Well, and even now, like when you people, it's so interesting to me that um, just in the way that I teach about food is, okay, you ate something that they're like, well, I'm losing weight, but I don't feel like I don't have any more energy. I'm not sleeping well. I'm like, okay, you need to keep, I need to see what you're eating when you're eating it, how much of it you're eating is, you know, what's the source, what's it coming from all of those things. People don't even realize the source of, of you're like, okay, if you feel bad every time you eat this food, like after lunchtime, you feel groggy and drained and you don't have focus that that is your body telling you that food does not agree with your body. Something in that is off. Food is our life force energy. It's where we get that first energy, you know, when we're bringing new energy in, it's through food. Yeah. So important. Well, and not only on like the thermogenic level, I think everybody wants the science behind it. And I can sit here and teach the science of, you know, carbs, proteins, fats. But again, that's, you're not teaching like the, what did you say? What did you call it? The feeling, the conscious, conscious feeling? Critical feeling. Critical feeling. I was like, man, I should have wrote down that that word. Um, you're not teaching the critical, like analytical side of the feeling aspect. You're just teaching the, like, what is this compositionally going to do for my body? And that only gets you so far. Exactly. Um, so how, like, let's just, um, let's focus on like the anxiety and, um, maybe like the, the sacral, and solar plexes what are some practices that they can kind of do because i feel like honestly if i had a nickel for every time somebody told me they had anxiety especially coming from a cosmetology background where i saw women all the time i can tell you like (laughs) like the amount of anxious people out there is like crazy yeah um and i just don't feel like it used to be that way so Explain then some things that we can do to really ground ourselves to um, help heal the root chakra, the first three chakras in particular. Okay. First, um, say no to shit you hate. <laughs> Stop going to everything. Let yeah. go of your FOMO. Um, that was a tough lesson for me, but really, like, stop. Like, you don't have to be at every baby shower, birthday party, especially if we have children. We're taking them to sports plus work plus their birthday parties. Right. No, limit it. Listen to your body. If you're tired, stay home. Sit down. Mm-hmm. Um, which, cause that is the first thing I teach. So many people won't sit down if they're at home. They feel like it's wrong. They won't let themselves sit until they're sick. And it's like, you're sick is your body telling you you've gone too far too much. So now you have to lay down. Right. So let's just sit to sit. <laughs> um, well, it's like meditation and like breath work being such a huge part of your, uh, the practices that you teach and that you share because it teaches you to literally sit and be in the present moment and not allow all of the like to-do lists and like guilt of like, not, you know, not hustling or not getting this done or not getting that done. Like nobody died because you took 15 minutes to sit down in quiet. Exactly. And I don't even teach breath work or meditation to my first time clients that are so go, go, go. Cause they can't do it yet. <laughs> not that they'll never get there, but first we just have to eliminate little things. So start saying no to the things that aren't serving you anymore. Um, then I, my first practice, and so many people laugh at this, but I teach now listen to your body and it's very basic things. Pee when you need to pee. Don't wait till you're running to the bathroom. (laughs) Um, so many people are bad at that. 
Um, eat when you're hungry. Don't wait till you're starving. Plan your meals and snacks. Um, and then rest when you're tired. Try to get eight hours of sleep. Um, that is so huge because those are our body's um, innate signals that we need to live. We need to eat, sleep, and eliminate to live. So if we put those on the back burner, of course you're going to have anxiety because everything's going to be a mirror for you not hearing yourself or listening to your body. Well, and, and I mean, even like, if you look at like in business or in friendships, like your body's like, this friend is not good for you. This business deal is not good, but you can't listen to your own body saying, I need to go to the fucking bathroom. Right. So how would you really trust that that deal was bad? That friend was bad. That, you know, was not for your highest good. You can't, you're not even in tune with what your own body is trying to tell you on your basic functions. Right. Exactly. So that's the first thing I teach. Um, some grounding techniques that are really good are um, easy too. Getting outside, one, then walking barefoot on grass. If you walked barefoot on grass 10 minutes a day, it's going to dramatically shift your root chakra. Um, it's one of the best things you can do for grounding. Mm. Um, so I do that. I take my son. Sorry, Does it have to be grass? Could it just be like outside? Like it, have to, it has to be like earth. So it needs to be earth. And this is the thing, because a lot of people are like, I don't want to be barefoot on grass. Sand helps too. Uh, what I found is in Las Vegas, so if we're talking locally, there's not a lot of soft sand. Uh, <laughs> it's so not I out here, guys. It's not. <laughs> yeah. So I really, if you live by a beach, great. Go to the beach, walk barefoot on the beach. That's great. Um, but here, grass has done the trick. So walking barefoot 10 minutes a day on grass, do 20 minutes. If you're feeling really anxious, physically lay down in that grass. <laughs> like, right. Get your body on it. Um, I also do meditations for grounding, and they really involve, again, envisioning yourself on the beach or on grass and envisioning warm white light coming over you and saying repeatedly, I am grounded. I am safe, calling your soul back inside your body. Well, and those are so, so simple, and I think sometimes get, it's always like the little things that people are like, oh, no, they have to make it so complicated or quick fix, you know, type of, and it's like, this is a quick fix. It's yes. just a really simple one that you overlook, just like your urge to go to the bathroom. Yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, those things are the first things I teach for grounding. And your mantra, if you are running with high anxiety all the time, every time you feel that anxiety kick in or a feeling you don't want, your mantra needs to be, I'm grounded. <laughs> start taking deep breaths and telling yourself you are grounded. That is going to be a very good start. Well, and because your words have so much power and literally your thoughts and what goes on inside of your mind is what actually begins to mirror on your outside world. So when you begin to say things like I'm grounded and stuff like that, you are literally telling your body you are grounded. You're reassuring yes. it in, uh, in that imbalance that you are not unbalanced. You are not anxious. You are grounded. So instead of the hamster wheel of like anxiety and those thoughts, you're just literally getting on a new wheel of grounding security, like, affirmation yeah so that's why the affirmations are so powerful um so then moving to the next two chakras um really for those it's like so let's go to sacral which is the next one up your second chakra sacral is all about kind of allowing yourself to feel the good things in life to feel pleasure mm -hmm. um so for that i always recommend to people a find a hobby or something for artistic expression that isn't making you money and that's not the gym. Because so many people are like, well, I go to the gym every day. Realistically, that's for positive endorphins and movements and results. That's not for joy. <laughs> you might feel joyful after, but it's not something you're doing to create. Right. So we need time really just to slow down and smell the roses. Um, so a lot of people like to dance, 
They like to listen to music or move, play music, write, journal. All of that's going to help with safety. I think this is why like stuff like Zumba as an exercise is so powerful for women and not just women, but people that they're like so like addicted, not addicted. I guess that's a bad word, but (laughs) they're energized. Yeah. They're like, listen, it feels so good. And they feel very powerful in their feminine energy. And it's because they're clearing by exercising what they think is an exercise class. And it is, but they're also clearing their sacral chakra. Yes. They're having fun. Um, another, if you do want to talk exercise for sacral, like jumping on a trampoline, so fun and such an easy way to open up that chakra. Ooh, like that, um, <laughs> you know, have you ever seen those, that makes me think of like those uh, YouTube videos where they're, they've got the little um, trampolines, but they're like power jumping, they're like jump, jump, yeah. jump, 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 like that's, that's all I could think of when you just said. Yeah, well, so I do that. I have a little trampoline and I, that was like, it brings me so much joy. It's funny. Um, awesome. I would definitely need like handles. Like, yeah. I don't want to fall off. <laughs> um, then also, if you don't want to do movement, there's writing, there's making jewelry, there's painting, there's crafting, any of those things are going to get that flow and that chakra going. And it, it also, it has a double benef- benefit. It'll also increase your sexual energy. <laughs> ah, win-win. Everybody, yeah. did you hear that? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, though, it makes you feel very in touch with, I think, who you are. And so then you're able to feel in touch with who other people are. Yes. And I do feel like it's important in our society because we are taught, like, think about as children, we're taught you can go play outside after you do your homework and do your chores. So then, as we're adults, we have a laundry list of, of chores to do. So if we don't make any time for fun, it's kind of backwards. We need to right. have fun, and then we can bring joy into the things we have to do, like work and the dishes. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, that, like, this is why I tell people, like, you have to make it an appointment. Just like when I'm uh, coaching people on just, like, exercising and, and nutrition and stuff like that, I'm like, you, if you want to change your habits to one of like, I want to take care of my body and my health and put movement as a priority, you have to put it in sometimes like an appointment at first. Absolutely. It feels counterintuitive. Yes. So like doing that, like that's one of my things this year is I'm like, okay, I want to, I was like, I think I want to learn, like I I did archery uh, (laughs) last year or something like that. I I went to like a, a a range or whatever. I don't know what they're called. (laughs) So anyway they went and did it and it was so like meditative but it was also fun and I was like I also want to learn like they have you know all these like twerking classes and stuff like that and I love to dance but I've always gone to like gone out like um you know with friends and having drinks and stuff like that and I'm like I don't want all the drinking part yeah. I just want the dancing part so I'm making that a priority of like doing things out of pleasure and fun and but for me it has to be scheduled in because it's just not something that innately you do. Yeah. Yes. So That's perfect. And thank you for giving those examples because now people can see more of what they can do to open that chakra. Right. You can jump on a trampoline or you can twerk. Those yeah. are your- <laughs> That's it. Um, <laughs> next is that solar plexus chakra. Solar plexus is so imperative because it's, it houses our self-talk. So how we communicate with ourselves on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's huge because so many people use guilt to motivate themselves or um, negative self-talk. Like, no, I can't sit because I have to do this, this, and this. And it comes out in that chakra. So um, for that one, I really teach kind self-talk. If you sleep in on a Saturday, it's not, I'm lazy, I wasted the whole day. It's, I must have needed the rest. Yes, it's like reprogramming all and just rewriting your story of how you, that inner dialogue. Yes. 
Um, and we'll see it. The first place um, you'll notice your solar plexus is off is in your skin. So if you're feeling skin dryness, breakouts, um, rashes, any of our skin disorders, they're all housed in that chakra. Skin is your first layer of protection. So if you're being mean to yourself, your skin will show it or feel it. Oh, that's so interesting. That makes me think like, okay, I need to, well, during high school, like I had, and considering we, we spoke about this at the beginning of during that high school era, it's so important to be accepted and feel loved and stuff like that. And during high school, I still have very like acneic scarring. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, it, I had terrible, terrible, like acne, which is interesting because when it started, I really didn't. And I went to somebody and she actually, I mean, some of it was her methods in which she was using, but now I look back and it's like, at a time when that was so important, um, I think some of the thoughts of like, like I didn't have a boyfriend till I think, uh, and it was very short lived, junior, <laughs> junior or senior, junior year, end of junior year, something like that. Um, but it was all of my friends had been dating and had boyfriends and like serial daters. And it was very much kind of a, a worthiness type yeah. of like, well, I, you know, something must be, not something must be wrong with me. I never really felt like anything was necessarily wrong, but the way in which I spoke to myself never really aligned with how I felt about myself, but it was like based on my external observation of how it looks like I should be living and how all yeah. my friends were living. The talk that went on, um, my skin very much mirrored what was the internal like dialogue that was happening. Yes. Yes. And it will. <laughs> thank, thank god you. that's cleared up like yeah. <laughs> myself so much nicer now <laughs> okay so your skin what is um what is if so you said just kind of rewriting some of the ways in which we speak to ourselves is there anything else that you would recommend for your solar plexus um letting go of guilt especially i'm going to talk to the moms for a second parents we have a lot of mom guilt <laughs> yes so we constantly feel guilty so it's like oh, I had to take an hour at the gym for myself, or oh, I took 15 minutes to meditate, are my kids okay? Yes, I, honestly, the best thing you can do is fill your glass up and give from the overflow. Like, you know, the airplane example is always used. Put your mask on first and then assess, assist small children. Right. Uh, our children live from kind of watching us. So if they see you taking care of yourself and filling your glass up, they're gonna feel better and they're gonna be more likely to do the things that make them feel good. Um. So let go of that guilt, basically. Guilt is one of the lowest vibrations for the body, so I can't stress enough that it is a man-made emotion. It's made by society. It's not made naturally in our body, and so it's toxic to our system. Well, it's basically the judgment of not meeting what somebody else, somebody else's expectations, whether it's societies, whether it's something that you've viewed and then applied to yourself. The, you know, we're not, when we're babies, we don't judge that we've fallen down every time we try to get up to stand. We just keep getting up to stand. Absolutely. You know what I mean? We don't That's have a, like, great you're, you're such a dumb baby. Why can't you stand <laughs> up? Like you don't do that. Right. You know, you just get back up and you're like, Oh, I want to do, you watch all the adults, you watch all of the people around you walking and having fun. And you're like, I want to experience that too. So you keep yeah. getting back up to stand. Exactly that. Yes. Well, and I think parents too, like, and I'm even experiencing this now. My kids are now nine and 11 and it went from feeling because they were so small taking all the taking any time for myself 
up until the past few years, I did feel very guilty. Um, it was like, well, I should be spending more time with them, even though I spent a good amount of time with them. But now they're older and they're more self-sufficient and they want to be with their friends and they have their own hobbies. Like my daughter is an artist and she loves to draw and paint and all that type of stuff. And now I kind of feel like, well, now I feel guilty that I'm not spending more time with you because you have your own things. Like, I feel like it's shifted. <laughs> it's shifted. I was like, now you, now, like when I, even now when I work on the computer, when they were younger, I would make sure they were in the room with me. They would be watching like a movie or they would be coloring or they would be doing something in the room with me so I could keep an eye on them. And I still felt guilty because I was working, even though I was watching them yes. and now they want to do their own thing and they're totally sufficient in all that. And their independence is really starting to come in. And I feel guilty that they're not in the room with me. <laughs> but I was just like, man, I just can't catch a break. Like I feel right. guilty that I now taking what feels like too much time, but that's not the case. They're just developing their own independence and their own identities. And they're not so reliant on me for everything. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just wild. <laughs> Parenthood is wild. It is. Um, so I do want to talk a little bit about, because it fascinates me as well, is some of your breath work. And um, you, there are ways, I think, to utilize the breath too, to maintain your energy. So not only do you do this energy healing, um, where people can have sessions with you and things like that, but you also do breath work. So explain to everybody what breath work is. Okay, um, a little background. Breath is something we all have. <laughs> breath is also the gentlest. <laughs> um, it's such a good tool, but it's breath is the gentlest way to move energy, to cleanse energy. So I like to teach it because you can change your life if you change the way you breathe. And it's a tool that we all take everywhere with us, so it doesn't matter if you travel for work or if you stay at home. <laughs> we yeah. can all use our breath. Um, so in a breathwork session, I use a technique if I'm doing a big clearing. So this is like the enema of breathwork. So you only want to do it when we're having a really hard time, maybe, and it's not something you do every day. This is like a once a week exercise or once a month. Um, I use revelation breathwork, which is a double breath in and an exhale out all through the mouth. Um, and it just really opens up your diaphragm. It cleanses the lymph nodes underneath your diaphragm that usually don't get cleansed because our lymph nodes don't drain naturally. Um, People do like lymphatic like massages and all that yes. type of stuff. Okay. Um, and it just really, I mean, the results that we see for, honestly, a laundry list of ailments and illnesses. Um, it helps gain clarity in the mind. It helps connect us, reconnect us to our higher self, and it takes us into a deep meditative state. So mm -hmm. it's such a good practice. Um, for an overall energy clearing. That's amazing. So, and you're, you're, um, she, so Brooke is also hosting, um, along with, if you follow her at, uh, be well balanced on Instagram or calm, it's calm with chaos, calm in total chaos, chaos, calm in total chaos. So, um, Brooke and another friend of ours, Kristen, are hosting a meditation immersion workshop where they're actually teaching you how to meditate, teaching you how to journal and utilizing breath work um, as well. So this workshop is on January 12th. So it's coming up here soon. And it um, she has just a few more spots available. So it is limited. It allows uh, both of them to facilitate and be able to give you the immersion of learning how to listen to your own body without feeling stretched too thin. So yeah. um, 
I love that you're incorporating breath work just out of, honestly, again, anybody can use it anytime, anywhere, like journaling, you can use anytime, anywhere, meditation, anytime, anywhere, all of the, all of the things that are like tactics or strategies or whatever you want to call it is literally your own divine power that you're just trying to teach people to tap into. Yes, exactly. Um, so when you do like energy healing and things like that, so because like, like that you're facilitating, you are the facilitator, you're helping people guide them to clear their energy, but you're not actually doing the clearing per se. You're just right. facilitating that healing, which means I know we've spoke about some people come quite frequently. Some people don't come that often to get energy healing. What would you say is the difference between uh, someone who come, feels the need to come to you frequently versus not? So in all of my sessions, I give homework. And I find that the people who are really ready to take that step, and again, healing is that everybody's on their own journey, but the people that are ready are going to need to come less often because they're going to do their homework. They're going to do the things we say, like peeing when they need to pee, <laughs> eating when they're hungry. They're more conscious about their diet. They're more mindful about meditating and carving out time for themselves. So the more mindful you are and the more you utilize the tools that are given to you in a session, the more you're teaching your body to activate its own healing and to shift naturally. Um, I find that the people that come in for one session and then want you to, to heal them, but then go home and kind of go back to the same lifestyle with no mindfulness, not with a balanced diet, not with exercise, they're going to want to come more often because they're not implementing the practice. This is like, this is like the energy version of like yo-yo dieters that like yeah. hop on every diet fad. Like you're not implementing um, or changing the habits that are getting you into the position. So like if you do feel anxiety and she's giving you, Brooks giving you like grounding homework, you're not doing the grounding homework. So it's not actually changing the imbalance. Right. So I can ground you in a session all I want to, but if you leave and your perceptions about life and things stay the same, you're going to store energy the same way and you're going to get anxiety again. So in a session, we can ground you. It'll last about two weeks and you're going to want to keep coming back if you're not grounding yourself on the in-between. Yeah, it's like vitamins. People are like, oh, well, I took this vitamin for 30 days and, you know, yeah, it doesn't work. It's like, it, this is the, health is a whole life journey. Yeah. It is not just a, that's why fad diets don't work. That's why one energy healing session, you're not, you know, connected to, you know, God, like his, you know, best buddy, old pal. Yeah. Like, you have to be able to do all of these things yourself. And in order to really evolve as a human, and as an energetic being, you have to stay on the health of your energetic body, which manifests as your physical. So when you're, Absolutely. you know, like the nudges that you're getting from, you know, your root chakra is, is anxiety. Yes. So it's like, you have to then take the vitamin, which is your grounding work in order to maintain a more harmonious balance in your body. Absolutely. Gosh, I love that. I, I feel like, honestly, like everybody who has ever gone to you, like they come back and they're like, I am so thankful. Like, <laughs> thank you for giving me because you give it like, I feel like this conversation has been so wonderful because it's such a practical way, such a simple way. We want to overcomplicate it. We want to mystify the like energetic body and the chakras and the aura. And like, it seems very like, like mysterious but it's it's not no yeah like we all reverberate at a certain frequency 
And when the frequency is off, it attracts things that are off. Yes, exactly. It's like if you're attracting, you know, a lot of situations that make you anxious, anxious, it's because you are anxious. Yes. If you attract the same type of partner and you're like, I don't understand why I'm in this loop. It's because it is mirroring an imbalance within your body. So when we begin to really feel empowered, we're able to heal our body and change our external world, but you have to do it consistently. Yes. And that's, I might, the one thing I always say is your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. So if you don't like something on the outside, you need to look at something on the inside. Yes. There's like something going on. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for just taking the time to share all of your knowledge with us. Like we, I feel like we could go on so many more tangents, (laughs) but you really have given people good, like applicable knowledge to, to utilize today. Like, oh, I feel anxious. Aha. Yes. (laughs) Like, and like people value all of those little tidbits, but really she, Brooke is amazing, but what she does, you can do on your own. If you feel anxious, she's told you, you know, she's explained to you just little things. Yes. So utilizing the tools that she gave to you is really today what's going to shift each and every one of your your perceptions of self and your external reality if you're struggling with your internal reality. So thank you so, so much. Thank you for having me. Um, So if you are not following her already, we mentioned it just a little bit, but on Facebook and Instagram, she's on Instagram a lot more than Facebook. Uh, (laughs) She is at B, just the letter. B, well, W-E-L-L, balanced, one word. So B, W-E-L-L, B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D. Um, her website is be well balanced LV like Las Vegas.com. Um, and then she is the creator of be well balanced energy healing course, which is going to be opening soon. Or if you are interested in joining her meditation immersion workshop on the 12th, um, you can always send her a DM on Instagram and get hooked up with that. Again, that's happening in just a few days. So thank you so much, Brooke. I appreciate you. Um, The last thing um, I always like to ask people, if you live to 100 and you had to share with everyone one secret to living a fulfilled life, what would it be? Go outside. (laughs) Yes. I just feel like there's so much. Ground yourself. Yes. (laughs) There's just so much in this world. Get outside and see it. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, I... Well, and honestly, most of us are inside for a majority of our lives, just the way that um, a lot of lifestyles are nowadays. So yeah, go outside in the sun, put your feet on the grass yes. or the sand <laughs> or even the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> or just look around. <laughs> it's good for your eyeballs. All right. Thank you so much, Brooke. Cheers. Have a good one. Thank you. You too.